y'all know what time uh. Them other guys ain't got no style We know what's up before we go down This is the rundown, this is the rundown If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now This is the fans' voice, you hit them both cams This what the people need going down people we back live on the rundown south podcast gotta know that i appreciate y'all for joining me and uh after a few weeks off had to come back with another strong podcast i called up the homie keith yep it's your boy keith you know had to come through you already know most of y'all know keith nelson jr from the entire internet just writing things at various <laughs> uh internet websites yeah, Revolt TV, Shadow League, Font Magazine, you know. You see me on Digital Trends, you know, Vibe Magazine, a couple spots. But I'm here because when CL calls and puts the bat signal out, you got to respond. What's, what's good, C? All right, man. So I don't want to hold it up too much. So let's just lay it out. So today I want to talk a lot about music yes. on this podcast, of course, as usual. But going to do an nba podcast later on in the week but right now there's been so much new music dropping that i figured that we need to just extend this episode fully on everything from every corner of the hip-hop and r&b universe so i agree you know i'm sorry weezer fans we're not going to get to their album you know, I, I'm gonna give the Weezer a run just because I ain't heard them in a long time. Shit, wait, Weezer got a new album out? Yeah, that's what I'm oh. saying. Like that's a, that's another segment I could probably do. Yeah, it's like yeah. artists that put out albums that you forgot about for a minute. Like Soldier Boy just dropped one. What? Pleasure P just dropped one. Yeah. Uh, Keith Sweat got a new song. Wow, bro, it was just a bunch of stuff. I was just scrolling through new releases. I was like, "Get the fuck out!" Yo, that's streaming there, baby. Everybody got a way to get in. Straight up, man. You got a little bit of a fan base. You got a little bit of streams. You can get a little bit of money. It's proven. It's been shown. All right, so I want to talk about two albums together, which are the LMA with her self title album and i want to talk about usher and zaytoven's uh a which together are both examples of hip-hop producers who are crossing over and making full-fledged r&b albums now it's not r&b as in soul but with singers it's r&b nonetheless so I want to talk about those two. We're gonna get into the Quavo, Hancho. Quavo. Uh, I want to touch on Ti's Dime Trap because I think it's an important earmark for the generation that he's from. Uh, and 
just to give us a little bit of time, we're going to save the card of five for the end. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, you dropped in the notes about this Amy Winehouse hologram. <laughs> Yo. I was reading that story and I had heard about it already, but I hadn't really read the details. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, it's like, are you really going to see a hologram from somebody like that? But then again, it's a really good band that you're going to watch. And I'm just like, all right, if you really like her music that much and you want to see a good band, then maybe that's something you would do. But I think that appeal is very limited. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think I'll ever be into the hologram business. I don't, you know, even if you had a stack bundles hologram, like, I don't know if Wait. I show up for that. And here, here's the thing that um, people that they don't say out, out, out loud, but these aren't holograms at all. <laughs> like, this is the thing. It's like these the are, hoverboard thing. Either like, yeah, it's not a hoverboard where you're really hovering, but it's basically like a hoverboard for humans and in a prehistoric one. So it's like <coughs> this is a 2D image um that using like holographic technology in a sense, but it's not really a hologram in a sense where it's a, a um 3D image that is just walking around the stage that is is project or is a, is digitally created. It is usually a projection um, of, of of the of the person's body or whatever they have rendered, which makes this so fascinating because it could be, if this is done right, this will literally change the music industry overnight. If this is done wrong, it, it will be one of the most disrespectful and disgusting thing we've ever seen done to a, a musician <laughs> because because think about right. it when, you, when you're recreating somebody from the dead there really is no middle ground there is no oh it was okay like there is no you're taking somebody's entire life you, and you're taking an iconic person and you are saying this is a hologram i'm bringing them back to life to tour you can't have a it can't be in the middle where it's like oh that was cool to watch this has to blow people's minds or it's going to be horrible because right. what you're competing against is the actual performance, the actual person being alive. You're competing against the Beyonce. You're competing against the J- the Jay Zs, the Nas, the Drakes, the Migos. Those tours that are happening, all those tours that are happening, you're competing against that to show that this is something that's worthwhile. Because you won't. This is so realistic. You'll want to see this again and again. There's, and there's so many technical things that that's like could go wrong. Like see how. Are they gonna like? Are are they gonna have her live vocals, or are they gonna have somebody do lip syncing with her? Are are they gonna have her interact with the crowd? And if so, does that mean that they're only gonna go to places where they have pre-recorded audio of her addressing that city? Like, what is like? It, it's just so many things. Because if cause if if all it is is just her singing, and then that's it, then there's no interaction. It's not gonna feel like a show. It's gonna feel like. So it's gotta be some sort of interaction, and I think that's the barrier they gotta pass. I mean, it's it feels so much like the future. It's too much. You know, one of these days we're gonna look at how we're doing technology with the robots that's you know jumping on boxes and you know people getting chips implanted in them. It's all just too much. Like mm-hmm. I'm almost ready to dial it back. We're getting to that point. Yeah. 
and this right here, if I don't know, man. I just don't know. Like, I don't know what type of people are going to those concerts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Um, when the Tupac hologram and and the reason, once again, the reason why they're calling it hologram, that like the CEO of the company that's is um doing it literally said that they're only using the name hologram because it's something that people re- recognize. Like right. they know that it, they know it's not actual hologram, but they're like, what else are we going to call it? So there's that. But the, the Tupac hologram, quote unquote, which also wasn't a hologram, um, like people wanted to see that. It looked weird, but people wanted to see that. People didn't pay to see that. That's the thing about it. It was at, it was at a festival, so people paid to go to the. You could assume yes, they came to go see the Tupac hologram, maybe, but, but they didn't pay for that. Yeah, you wasn't the only attraction. If you sucked. Okay, then I guess I'm not coming tomorrow morning. Or I guess I gotta leave early. Not like, oh, you sucked. My whole night is ruined. Hey. So, but that one was done weirdly. Like that one had. See, that one was more so he was interacting with like Dre and Snoop because they they got that recorded audio. You know what I mean? Right. So that so that made it that made it more realistic. But like, he was stiff, and his he was his lips was not on on par with the with the vocals. It's it's just too much, man. It then. You made me think about something. That was at a festival with the Tupac. So, yeah. who's opening up for the Amy Winehouse <laughs> hologram? <laughs> like, is that your your crowning achievement? It's like I got the tour with the Amy Winehouse hologram. I opened up for fake Amy Winehouse, bro. But the, hey, hey, if the seats are packed, better. You better go on with that. Right. I can see. Right. I can see, you better um, see your ass who, off. I can see t- um Tierra Whack, you know, opening up for <laughs> fake Amy Winehouse. You know, get, get get a rapper so you can get some of the rap fans to come to the shows. Oh, hey, man. yo, man. Hey, no. I think it's definitely going to sell. It's definitely going to sell a lot of uh, of tickets. The first few. I mean, they might sell out in advance. Who knows? But I definitely think that if this video that comes out. That show that this is whack. Those sales are going down instantly. This, like, that's it. Good things don't always get to you the way that you want it. I'm good without you, but I'm fucking with you regardless. So tell me if it gets too much. Tell me if you bit too much. Boy, act right, cause it's cool. If there's too much sauce in the food for you. That you can't keep up You're looking like you bit too much Boy, act right cause it's cool There's just too much sauce in the food for you Too much sauce I got too much sauce Don't be afraid, baby Take my hand, take my hand Alright, so let's talk about two new albums that just dropped recently. And that's LMA's self titled debut album and Usher and Zaytoven's A. Now, the big reason why I couple both of these albums together is because they're both mainly produced by producers who are known for hip hop 
and mostly trap Very hits. True. And this is their first full-on Fourier into the R&B lane. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to put it like this. I'm a fan of both of these albums. But that's only because I have a very different perspective than a lot of the reviewers that I've read online. So, I noticed the trend. The bigger the publication, the more I almost felt like the reviewer was a little out of touch about where the person was coming from mm. instead of what they received. So, for example, with LMAs, the one thing that I noticed was the tone in the reviews didn't really reflect the the personal aspect of her music because she's written a lot of this music when i went through the credits she has yeah. a lot of writing credits she got a pen her pen is serious her pen is serious very serious yeah and i noticed that this is some i don't want to say generational defining music but it clearly comes from a woman that's in the prime of her life right now mm and does what feels good and is very unapologetic about the way that she expresses it. And I think that's very important right now because there's not a lot of that representation in popular music. You have some of that in, I guess you could say, going for the Grammy music. The Grammy music? You know what I'm saying? You know how like some directors you can, or, or actors, yeah. they're really going for the Oscar. Mm-hmm. when they put certain movies out yeah right you got sometimes you have artists that go for the grammy they're really going out their way to work with like really big name producers to get you know certain headlines they do a bunch of promo <clears throat> you know it's not as as a bigger thing now now it's just like shit can we get some money you, you think know? would you call bruno mars one of those kind of albums Bruno Mars' last album, Twenty Four Carago. Yes, well, I would say most of that, but I think that is his whole aesthetic. Is I don't think yeah. it's really him going for the Grammy, but I think it's I'm going to make as you know as much trendy music as possible. And the thing about the Grammys is they reward trendiness. Yeah, they do. So that, I mean, I, it's kind of one and the same. So 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 you liked you liked LMA's album. But you think that the the perception? What is the perception so far? It, the the perception. All right, <clears throat> and this I'm gonna make take. I'm gonna make this quick because I could kind of go in about it. So one of the reviewers, I won't say his name, but he was a white guy. So it's like almost the polar opposite as far as being relatable to the music. Mm -hmm. So that's like strike one that I could see. Um, the other is the expectations. It almost feels like they expected DJ Mustard to become Pharrell overnight. In the sense of like being more like diverse or right. just just being okay. a lot okay. more okay. diverse and being okay. able to gotcha. put together an R&B album. Like this yeah. dude makes rap tunes. Yeah. Like this ain't his strong point. They're just making hot songs. That's all they know how to do. Yeah. This isn't, you know, turn your uh whole project over to mustard so he can 
create you this you know beautiful sculpture of an album you know he's i mean he's i mean let's let's be real about it he's no musical savant i mean did you watch him on netflix yeah i saw the how he made his beat and it was very it was basic (laughs) you know what i'm saying but it's what just please hyped it to hyped it to fuck up right (laughs) just please hyped it to fuck up so it's it's not any surprise that if you set expectations for a super soulful album from DJ Mustard's first R&B music, then I think you had the wrong expectations in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think one, I think um, it's a, it's a very slippery slope with the whole white people reviewing black music. Because like I, I, I think some of the best critics of like black music have been white people like John Carmerica I think I might say saying his name wrong like he's one of my favorite writers of any type no, so that's I think definitely that, true though I, I, I give I, you that I, I I get what you mean by it that might be telling of his of how out of touch he was because you might already just not like his opinion but I definitely do think from what I've seen uh, I'm, I'm only see a couple of reviews I haven't but I definitely do agree that there has been this like it, it, it comes from the fact of like she 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 blew up off of one song, and whenever somebody blows up off of one song, right? They people put the expectation that you can't do it again, or you are only good for that one song. So it's like the body of work is really like like Cardi B, like that that album, like those reviews, they almost were like so they were more. I thought the album was good, the Cardi B album. I'm not, I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but I feel like the the, the, the critics kind of pushed it up higher than it should have been mm-hmm. because of the oh my gosh she actually did it she actually made an album where it is actually good songs so it's not like it's not like it's an actually great album but they so put it like, up to greatness because it, it was culturally like a, what it means a collective pat exactly. on the back and that's like actually you did it. why i love lma's album because i only knew boot up i knew boot up i didn't hear trip i didn't hear nothing else and like I'm starting to like going into albums that way. Same way how like I don't watch trailers anymore. I like to just go into the movie, just go and watch the movie just from what people said or from what people that I respect say or like the, the description. But LMA's album was like, holy whoa. She it sounded like it 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 definitely sounded like it was more conceptual than I would have I would have thought it would have been. Yes. And I and I don't I don't know how much I would give that to mustard. I I mean Benefit of the doubt, if you're going to give other producers who have artists that kind of credit, we got to give Mustard a little bit of that credit. So I think that the whole breaking down each letter and it flowed amazingly. And she had a she and it's R&B, like it's pure R&B. Mm-hmm. She even she put a tweet out saying that R&B was never dead. Like it, it's been here, like that pure organic R&B. Like I text a few, I text a few singers, um, about about the about the album, and then they were like, "Yo, I might not be a fan of it." But I I like the fact that this kind of music is selling. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, that that's that, the important thing about it. The it's, traditional way. When people tell me what's R and B, like this, like boot up is traditional R and B. You know, hip hop drum breaks, nice little soft synths and strings and stuff, and a single who's who's singing, but she's not sing rapping. It's like the it's like a little it's like a a middle ground between singing and sing rapping where she'll just be very rhythmic with the beat. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you before. Like it before we, we get off of this, "Dangerous" by LMA. That song is the best song she ever made. Bro, I, I, I shit you not. I have played that song 
55 times since since Sunday. I, I damn, yo, it, it's like it, that. Okay, bro, bro, it is. If this came out in June, it would have gave in my feelings a run for a song of the summer. It is that hot. Like it is the right type of fun beat, but she just. It's three different genres in one, but it still un- encompasses that R and B vibe. That's what I like about her. That her yeah. lyrics are very personal, but they can encompass so many different things. And like, yo, she 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 nailed it to me. From what I heard, she nailed it. It is an amazing album. Um, I would I would give it a seven and a half, maybe even an eight, probably an eight. That, that's uh, that's about where I I'm in with that album because for one. I have my expectations low as far as the range of content that was going to be covered and the diversity of the sound. I knew going in, this is going to be some jams. We're going to we're going to make some R and B jams right now, <clears throat> and that's exactly what I got. Now, I do like Dangerous. I need to listen to it again because I got stuck on Shot Clock. For obvious reasons with the Drake sample. Uh, But I really like how she flipped that. And I think that speaks to who she is at the core, which is what she got discovered for somebody who did covers on Instagram. True. You know, so it it really felt like I was getting a lot of hurt on that song. Hmm. Uh, Trying to think. What's the what's another highlight that I can really point to? but like like you said, even with the interludes threading the album together, mm-hmm. I think it shows that she does have an appreciation for older R and B music, and it does give me hope that it's like, man, this is something that I really like to you know hug on to. Hmm. Because no, it, it it was it was pure. It was pure as, and it, it, it's interesting because it, it's in contrast to what Usher gave us, wouldn't you say? Now, with Usher and Zaytoven, this is this is a little uh, different. Now, this is a totally different animal because it's a, it's a little bit more personal because it's an Atlanta thing. Okay, let me know. You know, Zaytoven in Atlanta is a fucking legend. Like, oh, point I blank, did. period. I mean, it, of course, everybody knows he's he's great at his job. But from day one, from so icy to right now, making albums with Usher, it's an absolute achievement. It's like we have to celebrate that fact first before we even get to what actually happened. Who would you compare? What 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 pairing would you compare it to from like a different like oh. either era or region? Would it be like Snoop and Dre? Nah, because that was more organic. This is this is a a producer saying like I finally made it. Even though he had made it already, but this is a a new platform to get me to a, a mega space. I mean, it's it's almost like you know with Little John and Usher. Yeah. I mean, if you it, really want to be frank about it, it's it's about the I'll same thing. Again, yeah. It literally took Lil John to a different stratosphere once he decided to do like four songs with Usher. That's very true. Damn, what does that say about Usher? Like I mean, Usher is Usher is a star. 
But we we talked about Usher when we were discussing Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. which he's only as good as his producers. And mm. right now, if you look at the one with Zaytoven, it's it's good. It's got some jams. It's not, you know, Grammy Award winning stuff. But it's definitely something that I'm going to play. Yeah. Because, you know, down here in Atlanta, everything is Zaytoven got out be rocking so it's it goes right along about what i already had in the playlist it's just some more jams but where where are you sitting with it huh where are you sitting with it and i'm gonna i'm gonna come with some other stuff here in a second oh man like first of all like i love the album rollout the way they did it how it was a surprise and they they had this video where usher was like yo (laughs) like where's your flight he said three hours Let, let's cook up and then they walked into the studio i mean i know they planned that but it just looked so cool just to see them too yeah like i'm not from atlanta but i did get the the magnitude of just seeing them just like oh shit is zaytoven and usher like together like oh my god i didn't but what i didn't get is what you said about it's a new platform for zaytoven i was like i didn't even think of that i just thought it was like two atlanta legends two two different generations of atlanta legend uh legendary status coming together now for the album i liked it i thought it was i thought it was good uh i'm, I'm gonna keep it real when i heard you you decide i think that's what it's called you decide oh, yeah that's a, that's a banger right there that's a banger that like Wife the, the is album is really good the the future look the, the thing about the future feature is i'm starting to feel like future can't play nice because <laughs> He's such a domineering. His style is so domineering that he he no yeah. longer has to match anybody else's style. It's all about matching his style, and I think that that did yeah. a disservice. I think that that did a disservice to his style to, to the song. The song is still good. It's still a song I, I could listen to, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. That's my definition of good. When it comes on, what I'll skip it. It's not. It's good, but bass level good. It's not like I want to look for this song, like and it should have been. It's a future Usher with Zaytoven. Like that just put together on the intro of, of the, the collab album. But yes. I think I think it's a quality project. I think Zaytoven gave Usher some of his best beats in terms of like but I here's my problem is that there's not enough I, I'm 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 iffy when it comes to hype Usher. Like super hype Usher. Like I like mid tempo hype. I like you got it bad. Um or um You remind me. You remind me A7. I like that. You remind me is the is or yeah. Yeah is the hypest I want Usher to be. When he gets too like fast and trying to get it sounds kind of like the like trap um aesthetics to some of his flows, which of course was gonna happen when working with somebody like Zaytoven, who yeah. is one of the, you know, new generation, you know, godfathers of the of the sound. I just think that it 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 it, it melt it mended for like some good songs. This should have been like a couple of loose. I think their collaboration would have been better if it was like a couple of Lucy's that led to an Usher album. But as a complete album, which is them two, where they are the sound, you can definitely hear where it's like, ooh, like it doesn't really fully mesh. It doesn't really fully mesh. Yes, and I I could agree with that. Now, some of the sentiment that I got from uh, other publications. And shout out to that one vulture uh 
writer who had to mention the STD and then followed it up with the word itch in the next line. Like I, like come on, bro, you going for it? <laughs> but um, the thing was like it was, it was kind of the same thing you were saying, which it was him matching a new generation aesthetic instead of him trying to take some of that like Beyonce did and and put his sauce on it but like I said before he's only as good as his producers so if we don't put more cooks in the kitchen with Usher then your product is going to be limited <clears throat> and that was the thing that uh, JD you know figured out later on and that's how he got the confessions he you know he expanded the team a little bit yeah when he was working on that one um I like these songs I like I like I mean I like the birthday song that shit kind of cool yeah yeah uh, I, I shit gift shop I mean Gunner kind of stole the show on that song I ain't gonna lie. I don't even really fool with Gunner like that, but he came strong on the track. Yo, I, I am I am amazed by these new rappers, man. Like these, and I'm amazed just by like their growth and how they're being able to be successful. Like I, like, that's for another topic for another day. But like these Gunners, little babies, uh, even them, even Migos, what they're doing. Like there's a lot of these rappers the way they're level. Like I was telling my friend that like yo, quality control is. When 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 Quavo said, which is a good segue to the next album, you, when, when, when Quavo said, said um, "QC the new Cash Money record now," like I was like, hey, "It makes sense." That's true, right now, bro. Every album that they put out so far, like they like the Migos album, um, Quavo's album, uh, Little Baby's album coming soon, um, Gunna and Little Baby's album, like all of those albums have like gone like gold or something like that and, and reach like little baby just got a top five song or top 10 top 15 song with with, with gonna on billboard it's like what the th- th- these guys are pumping out hits but yeah, they're 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 working and <clears throat> i i think there's a bigger story to be discussed about where it's going to land in in like the next five years or so i want to mm-hmm. see what the trend is because as much as I do like the fact that some of these young guys are getting to come up quick, I think there is a little bit of we need a little D League action going on for some of these guys to get them right for prime time. Cause that, what's, what, 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 what's prime? You mean for the album being better or yeah? Like just a, and I think you know what and Quavo yeah. Quavo is going to be the prime example. I had another point to make on Usher, but it wasn't that important. I want to get I want to talk about the Quavo now. So, So we got Quavo Hancho. Quavo. The newest product from the aforementioned Quality Control. It's it's decent. It, it made me feel good. It's some of that Quavo drip, some of that Migos drip for the culture. Um, 
somebody said a good way to put it was it was like he was at the house by himself. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I was like, ooh. And it's like, you know what? On the first few songs, it kind of felt like that. He just went to the house by himself. And <clears throat> that's not the whole album because, of course, it picks up. He's got some pretty good features on the album. Um, but Quavo suffers from refinement and that's because mm. even though his label's name is quality control they do not actually do it on the music that's put out i promise you they don't because if they did they would cut some of the songs out on some of these albums or even try to make them better but I it's a it's almost getting to the point where they're mass producing songs instead of handcrafting them and i think there's going to be i guess like i said a regression but i think there it will it will start to wear if we start just getting more and more mediocre as music to the point where it's, we won't get as excited anymore and somebody's going to have to do something extraordinary to get people excited about music right now the personalities are driving yeah but it's only gonna last so long so i don't want to dissect it i want to let you give me your i guess your indentations about what quavo has done with this album because this he's, is, he's stepping out this is why i i love talking to you cl because you say things in a much concise way the things that I have been thinking but like now you've given me a way to like even contextualize it when you said the whole they don't do quality control and they just seem like they're mass producing it that is a definite um, a thought that I had but it goes along to a thought that I've, I've had where I've been thinking that these guys are what ex-hustlers right Yes, that's, that's what they always tell you we are ex-hustlers we came from the street flipping birds Flipping this, doing that. The rap game is easy. So whenever I see what they do, like putting 25 songs on, on Amigos mm. on album, putting 19 songs on this album, Quavo is listed as the recording engineer for every single song on the album. I don't know if he did record it. That could, that could go to the point of him being at the house by himself. But I'm like, was he recording <laughs> everybody for every song? Like, hey, maybe he was. But it just seems like these things are being done so that you, they get a bigger piece of the pie. It definitely does seem at some point that mm. the, the commerce comes before the creative. It is, it, it, is, it is not like it doesn't work together sometimes. With that being said, the Quavo album is a, is a, is a pretty big disappointment. So it's a huge, like, and I say that because of what who Quavo was. And it is still. Quavo was the Beyonce of the group. That that was what everybody considered, yeah. and not and it's not the Beyonce of the group, and not the Beyonce of the group. Um, on 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 terms of a, of a of a relative scale, oh, you're the best person in the group, like you, you know, as a euphemism. But literally, literally, as in historical, like this group is popular, but you are the person who is a super like Beyonce. Not his debut album should have been like dangerously in love quality. What I am saying is. It should have did what Dangerously in Love did, which was take your time and make it seem like you executed it for a vision that is definitely divergent of what you came from, but still had the same um, 
like the same tones and the same kind of feels as what you came from, but it sounds uniquely yours. He did a GQ um interview. Uh, he said, I don't know what a Quavo album sounds like. That's what I'm trying to figure out with this album. And that's what this album hmm. sounded like. It sounded like him making 19 of, not the same song, but 19 songs of different genres and doing different things, trying to get his hand in everything to see what works. And while that is admirable, that is the, literally the hardest thing you can do as any kind of artist is trying to reach out and do so many different genres for one album that yeah. you're it's not going to always be you're not going to be able to make good enough songs for that genre's taste in every single song and if you are then hey you're Stevie Wonder if you are you're Kanye West and that's legendary status I think Quavo missed a big he missed a a, a, a great opportunity to make an album and it's not even going to be the number one album like it's selling it's, it's going to sell like 120,000k first week which is dope but, but what I heard from it was the same song it was a stretch where it's like this is the same song like yeah, and but to to to, to kind of go on the other side real quick before I you know I, I get back to you is that I think they do do quality control in the sense of these guys probably make two hundred songs in like three months and then they just pick the nineteen best songs and the problem with that, which is why I loved hearing about how Travis Scott made his album like it was almost like a movie and, he, and anybody had a role. And he pared it down like conceptually. I love that, which is why Astro World is way better than Quavo Huncho. But that idea of let's just take a bunch of songs and pick the best nineteen. That's a playlist. That's not an yes, album. Yes, that's a playlist. That is factually correct, sir. That's a playlist. They they don't go together. They sound okay. They sound good, but when they there is definitely it is definitely true that songs can sound better given the sequence of them on an album. So when you have songs that have to that are literally made to just stand on their own and they sound like they're made to stand on their own, that song can't benefit from the fact that it came after working me. It can't benefit from the fact that it came after another song. So they all just run in this together. With that said, working me is one of the, is one of the hardest songs out right now. Working me is one of my favorite songs out right now. And the chorus is just like that's that's, that's classic Quavo. It, like if he did eight of those songs, this would have been a banging EP. He would have sold. He probably would have sold more records because people would have kept been playing it over and over again, and he would have stood out amongst the sea of albums that came out in the last week or two. But yeah, but it's it's quantity over quality. That's the thing what, about. It. So what, what does it say about the fact that this is Quavo's second attempt to do an album outside of the group, and it underwhelmed? Does that kind of diminish his Beyonce status of the group, and it kind of makes the group a, a lot more even than we might think? Because if he really was like two, he he did a, a a collab album with Travis Scott that really didn't do what it was like. Come on, it's Travis Scott and Quavo, and it wasn't one of the best albums of the year. It wasn't I mean, even one of the best know. selling albums. Yeah, that's I think that might, that's a little subjective. To me, it had all the makings of Quavo taking a step up because he was next to Travis, and okay. I felt it. And. <clears throat> One thing that I I noticed afterwards was I want to say on the next Migos album where they were adding a few more tricks to their repertoire. And I was like, OK, I think we actually see some guys collabing with some, uh, you know, auto tune skills. And I think we might have like a little club of like elite stars right mm. now. We were looking at the beginning of it. Uh, 
thing about Quavo, and you you kind of pointed out to it, it's one of the things about the album is he tries his hand at a lot of different genres, and that's only because the auto tune allows him to do that. Okay, you know he's he's auto tune native. You know from jump there there isn't a pre Quavo or pre auto tune Quavo. That's it's all we know. So from there, it's like he creates in that box, which gives him damn near unlimited powers in like range as far as what he's able to try. Hmm. You know, the execution can be flawed at times, but the auto tune gives him the ability to fly where he wants. And it absolutely takes him to a, a place where he can collab in a whole lot of other lanes. Now Real quick, Quavo missed his window probably like two years ago. If he really wanted to do a solo album, it was about two years ago. Um, I can't even. I don't even want to point out which particular song, but it it, there was a moment where I could see. I was like, man, Quavo need to go do a solo. I wasn't feeling like that before this one dropped. But could he have done it without the massive international success of Migos? Here's the thing. It's about how you go about doing the solo album. Think about what you said with Beyonce. When she stepped out, she had one of the strongest production teams Mm -hmm. working her album. If Quavo really wanted to do a serious solo album, skateboard, come on, let's go. I need like five of them. Mm. He got one. He, I mean, he got one. He got but one. I, and, and he, think, he didn't. He didn't assemble a a, a legendary team. Right. Like he didn't treat. Yeah. He he definitely didn't treat this as yo. This is a legendary moment. He treated this like as I'm doing a project. I'm doing another project. Like he he should have looked at it as now nah, I'm doing the project. I'm doing a project that's supposed to shape who i am as an artist yes this is this is the album that's going to make me a superstar and he did not treat that moment as such like you said he treated it like another project and it was very underwhelming and And i go back to my point with go ahead go back to my point what you were saying huh i say go back to my point what i said um real quick like how this these sometimes their projects sound just seem like you know, deals. They said they seem like flips, money flips. Yeah, like where it's, it's like, oh, a lot of just hustling. Yeah, let's put an album out before Little Baby's album, and also before Yachty's album, which comes out next week. You know what I mean? It's like, why not just peep? And also, Yachty coming out with an album. Like, has what songs? Like, what what are the songs they were supposed to be looking forward to? Like, it's it's like it, it's like let's just get that money. Let's That's get some it, streams. Man. Let's get that first week. And let's just do that, you know. We're going to get our hits because we're going to get all the fucking streams. It just it just seems too much like that. Like, like the Quavo album just didn't seem like it was planned or well thought out. It just seemed like it was, you know, okay, we got to have Quavo. Like the people are looking for it. The analytics say a Quavo album is going to do good, so let's do that right now. All right, and and that's and that's a and it runs counterculture to somebody who's on the opposite end of the spectrum which is a top dog and you think about how how much more 
I guess intent is put into releases and how much more development because we know about top dog artists before they drop. We have a good uh, feeling about what we might be getting and that it could be better than what we heard before. When we hear stuff coming from the quality control, we just expect kind of more of the same. We've gotten to the point where we've letting them slide by just being incrementally mm-hmm. better at what they produce. Like nothing to me, nothing comes out fully developed at all from Yachty to any of the other ones. These are very immature people. The music is very immature and the styles are immature. I feel like they have talent, but it needs to be groomed. There's a a lot of grooming. I feel like a lot of these young rappers need, mm-hmm. and there's there's a missing generation of producers. So I don't know where they're at. You know, they're probably still trying to make their scratch on tour at like thirty three or thirty four, and they should probably just be making other music. Shh. But I, it, it's, it, it's, it's almost it's surprising that like somebody like Quavo could could mess this kind of ball up with it, mess this kind of it's, opportunity. It's up. real disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. And, but then it, with, with QC like that that yo that I knew this was gonna be their mantra. Like I had inklings of it when they put out that compilation album, and I was like, yo, this sounds like what twenty two songs full of like demos like you sound like unfinished songs i mean of course you have motorsport but i think most didn't motorsport go on um i think it did go on that. i think it went on that or it went on culture too but it went on one of the other two like it just it just seemed like kind of fool with um collision and one of them dudes they're not really pushing right now he got a, a project out there so i mean i feel like they got some guys on the on the roster but go ahead continue nah, but, it, but it just it was just it just didn't seem like like when they put the, the compilation out, it just didn't seem like it was a vision. It seemed the vision was just let's get money. Yeah, because like, because then they didn't like. I don't think I've seen them push any of those songs after like after that. No man, it's. I hate to say it, but it's it's really of the moment type stuff. They're not really looking for some songs that they could throw up on the wall that's gonna really last forever. And then and they're not looking at it as, as like if they really looking at it as like business or like as money flips, they should look at the Quavo album as a stock and or like or not as, or, or them as a stock and the Quavo album is them putting out a product that could make the that could be their flagship. Like yes. Xbox would have never would never survived if they didn't have Halo. So this is your flagship. This is your this yeah. is your guy. Yeah, I, I like how you put that. Because think about it, Quavo if, is a flagship artist. That's a great way to put that. Because think about this: if since this if this this Quavo album would it be that hard to imagine that him if his album doesn't do as well as if people expect it to do that that will negatively affect all the other Migos putting out solo projects, the Takeoff album coming out, the Offset album. Yo, you build the brand of if you if if you come out with a solo album and people don't really fuck with it. The perception is going to be okay. Cool, y'all are good together, but for an entire album, I don't know about that. And that could be unfair for Takeoff and Offset, but they could take that brunt as 
as opposed to the reverse that if you put out a, a, a banging album that maybe took you a little bit longer than you than you wanted mm-hmm. but you put the extra work in and you put out a banging album that sells like 300k first week or goes platinum and, and, and like it's like a huge success that's gonna make everybody like yo alright so where's takeoff where's offset we need their solo albums like I think this might have and I, I'm gonna look at the culture and look at the climate like, later on but I'm gonna ask the people in the industry like is there what's the interest level now in a takeoff album in, a, in an offset solo album like what's the interest there hmm it's I mean for me personally I I'm not really looking for those me right too. now you know that yeah. if if some songs were to drop that made me feel like well maybe he got something cooking up that I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. then I might be inclined to go a little bit deeper into it uh, but I, you got a very good point which is doing solo albums for the group and stumbling out the gate with your biggest artist it's not a good sign it's almost like I'm trying to think how to put it no I you know what I like how you put it with the Xbox because they they should have doubled down doubled the budget you know shit even tripled it like let's bet all on Quavo yeah. and push this shit as hard as possible let's 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 put Quavo on the morning shows let's get him doing some press yeah. junkets like let's go hard on the Quavo album but we don't see that type of attention given because it's not that type of production cycle mm-hmm. so sure man that's that's a very interesting way to look at it now I'm and I'm a, now I'm a little bit more disappointed than I was after I just listened to it. Just thinking bump about that it. Quavo, I mean, shit, man. I'm still gonna bump some of the songs. Like I'm gonna bump the song with Travis Scott. And, oh yeah, uh, we uh, read is is amazing. The, the the Drake song is cool. The Drake the Drake song could have been better. Yeah, that that was mediocre to me. I, that was mediocre, and that's that's surprising. Yeah, that that could have that could have easily been a super fire super like explosion banger like i don't even know like flex drop all the bombs i don't know like what's the Quavo new thing drake come on that's what i'm trying to say like it could have been mass like i don't I, I think quavo thought of himself he thinks of himself like we think of him but he doesn't think he needs to do the things we think he needs to do to get where he wants to get to but like that, i don't think he i don't think he thinks Okay, I gotta make sure I have a classic body of work. I don't, I don't think they care about classics. I don't think they care about like making albums that are gonna stand at the time. They care about getting in and getting out. Like the fucking Champagne Rose with Madonna and Cardi B. It's like, what was that? Like that just sounded yeah, yeah, like just, we didn't need that. That you could have left that. that. that Fuck that twelve was... is fire. Fuck twelve is fire. And guess who's with Offset? Yeah, Keep that shit is fire. Who's with fire. Take off. Like it just reinforces this. Like you're good with whoever you're good with your group. Like stick with the group because they kind of do hide some of your. Because and this is the last thing I'll say, but the, like there are deficiencies in Quavo by himself because people forget that we like him for like when you like somebody for a verse or you like somebody for a chorus. The reason why that cannot be stretched out is because you like you like them 
in in the environment of change. You like them because, or in in a song where there's other people, you like them in, in, in an environment where it's not just that yes. one thing. You wouldn't want to listen to a, a a chorus six times in a row and and, make, and call that a song. You wouldn't want that, right? So, so but then there are songs on here which sound like like <laughs> like three minute choruses where he's just <laughs> tying in. Like lose it, like lose it was cool, but like, um, how about that? It's just something you're tying in, and also like, what the fuck was that? Huncho dreams, like, I don't know, bro. Like that's 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 when you are engineering your own sessions. You don't have nobody to check you on none of this stuff. That's literally what this feels like. It's like Quavo going in the studio with Quavo. And Quavo doing what come to his head instead of somebody being behind the board and being like, you know what, bro, this ain't really that strong. Like, I need you to, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. You know, just like challenge him a little bit more. And I don't feel like nobody around Quavo challenges him to do other stuff. And definitely not, definitely not the way that the hip hop community challenged Lil Wayne to. Make a fucking dope ass album. They they put that Lil Wayne when with the Carter Five sounded like somebody who was like, I know what this is. Like I know this is this is that album where this is the the finding album, and that just shows you the difference between a, a guy who's been in the game for over twenty years, who's yeah. seen the history happen over and over. He's seen this before to the point where he's probably not even consciously thinking it. He just knows. Okay, I know the pressure is. I know what this album means to certain artists like me. Whereas the Quavo, this is his first. This is his first time ever being desired as a solo artist. Like these last few years is the first time in his entire life, not just his career, but his life, where he's been desired for on a mass scale as a solo artist. Little Wayne's been dealing with that for almost fifteen years. Yes, yes, and he's he can show him a few things or two. So I don't know, man. He he. he you need to take a, a couple of pages out Wheezy's playbook. I'm just yeah. put it right there. But we're gonna talk about Lil Wayne at a different time. I know you gotta run, run a little yeah, short on time. So I think we might change up and we're gonna do like a Southern rap podcast. Oh, okay. Of, Southern fried. But I guess we're gonna leave it of the last generation. We're we're gonna like exclude the young guys and explore like what is left. Okay. Of the decaying carcass of anybody relevant of the age thirty five and up. I like that. It's like we're get how you getting washed already, bro. They shouldn't be washed yet. <laughs> they should have a little bit more time. I don't know, bro. I'm Got getting it. there. That's all I know. All right, bro. It, go ahead. I, I see. See, whenever you say things, man, you want to go in on them. Nah, man, right. we gotta go. We gotta go, we gotta go man. Go. What, what you go. got? Uh, what you got dropping was, soon before I we get was, up out of here? <laughs> I want to say you can check me out. Um, I got this ongoing series called Tour Tales, where I go in, where I go behind the scenes. Uh, well, I talk to people behind the scenes of who make tours happen. So I've talked to Janelle Monae's tour manager. I've talked to um, Black's tour manager or the whole head of touring. I just had an interview with Young Nudie's tour manager. Um, Wiz Khalifa's photographer, um, Smoke Perps marketing manager. Like I'm talking to, and I got I got some coming up. I got oh, an shit, interview man. with Ray Charles, road manager, long time road manager. I got some coming up with like 
the DJ who's DJ for, for Janet Jackson. Like, it's one of those things where you find out what is going on on touring that you just wouldn't think, like the writers. Like, the 10,000 chicken wings people thought that Janelle Monet wanted to have in, in England. I got those stories, bro. So that's happening, and I got some special shit going on with DeAndre Hopkins that I will explain at a later date. Mm. D-Hop, make, D-Hop, make your fantasy holla. dreams come true. <laughs> you know, fooling with that, man. So, yeah, man, y'all be on the lookout for that. Man, I, I'm going to try to write a, a few pieces because based on some of the conversations that we had, I think I need to go ahead and organize my thoughts so people could just read it if you don't have time to listen yeah. to the whole podcast. I'm interested in seeing you right there. Yeah, I'm interested in those articles 100%, bro. Well, maybe if I get some time, you know, <laughs> these kids be on my ass. They want, it's like I come home, try to make the podcast. They want to, they want me to jump on Madden. They want me to go play football. <laughs> Just it's nonstop, bro. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make it happen. But all right, man, I appreciate y'all coming out, listening to the podcast, man. Y'all know where to find us at the rundown on every platform, uh, at the rundown.com. I'm at CL, the main event. That is just air on Twitter. And we out here. Peace. Peace. This is the running down. This is the running down.